This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success in attaining even the loftiest goals. These students, who are in the top 10% in the country, are active in student support services at NC State. These students are low-income and first-generation NC State students. Nationally, this population has a 10% graduation rate. NC State students have a graduation rate over 90% and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. Some have even earned PhDs at Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to attain their imminent goals. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Wright, your host of Beyond the Bell Tower, Season 6, Episode 8. And we are back in person, and we're really excited to be having a conversation with Jose today. So, Jose, go ahead and introduce yourself and um, tell us a little about who you are. Right. I'm uh, Jose Garcia Gonzalez. I am a computer science major at NC State, uh, senior. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, it's great to have you on the show, and yeah. we're excited. And uh, we're, we're going to get into a little bit of your interest in artificial intelligence and things like that. So, um, to start us off, can you tell us about, you know, um, where you're from and how you ended up at NC State? Yeah, so I'm from Morganton, so uh, I know some people don't know where it is. So it's like it's like between Asheville and Hickory, okay. like kind of west from here, three hours. Three hours, okay. And then how I got to NC State, I uh, I wanted to do computer science. I knew that as a kid, uh, and NC State had like one of the biggest engineering schools mm -hmm. at in state. Mm -hmm. So I just went to that because. I was like, in case I change my mind, I'll mm -hmm. probably want to do engineering. So yeah, yeah. You're pretty confident about it. Yeah, I was pretty confident about yeah. computer science. Yeah, NC State has a great, you know, engineering and computer science program, so it's pretty attractive to a lot of people. I know that. So what are some of your favorite things to do, like, outside of class? I, I really like cooking. Mm -hmm. Cook a mean steak, cook some spaghetti. Um, yeah. Besides that, I like sleeping in. Oh, yeah, that's everybody. Okay. Okay. And then what is one thing that um, NC State has given you that you weren't expecting coming in as a student? I think NC State has, there's been a lot of community I've built at NC mm -hmm. State that I didn't think about. Okay. Uh, there's just been a lot of programs and then like just putting myself out there and like, and then working is mm -hmm. like something I didn't really think about doing or like think about working and it, it's just, I, I got to know a lot of people. Yeah. So NC State definitely has a big um, community feel. That's one thing that I felt. Um, a little bit, you know, when I got there. I got there during, you know, the, the virus, yeah, right. as I'm sure you did too. And so it was a little, you know, hesitant on that. But once things started to open up again, that's something I felt right away. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the computer science program. What's, what's the story behind that? Right. So I applied to computer science. That was my passion. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. I knew from the get-go. Didn't get into engineering first mm -hmm. year. This was a problem for me. But I was, like, determined. I got into education, actually. That was okay. my backup. So day one, I was emailing my education advisor. I was like, mm -hmm. how do I go into engineering? And they were like, I'll do everything I can to help you. I'll mm -hmm. do whatever it takes. And we, you know, we, I completed all the classes. I coded in, got rejected. I was like, okay, I got to be in physics. Mm -hmm. Let me fix that. So I retook the course, got an A. Wow, after getting a B? Yeah, I retook it, got an A. You must love physics. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if I could retake I, something like physics after getting a B. I love computer science. Okay. Physics, you know, it was something I endured. But then I still got rejected. And I was mm -hmm. like, 
my advisor was like, sometimes they want you to take the introductory level courses. So I took the first CSC 116, which is the first one. And then uh -huh. the second one is 216. Took that, got good grades, nothing. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm wasting a lot of time. I'm in my second year. I'll just transfer to engineering, computer engineering. Mm -hmm. It's close enough. I can get a job yeah. in what I want anyways. And I did that. I got into engineering. Uh, but then I was like, let me try one more time to code into computer science. And this time they let me in. Okay. I don't know, like if I was just in the right spot at that point or because I was in engineering, they let me in, but yeah. yeah. That's quite the story, you know, you being willing to take a class that you did fairly well in over again, just to, you know, make it look better so you can get into computer science. Yeah. Do you find that um, a lot of the students in computer science have similar stories? Like not getting in right away and tr trying to have to work their way in or is it? I think not. I think okay. I think there's a lot of people who try to get in right. but fail. Okay, uh, and, and they move another direction. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, credit to you for sticking with it, man. That's <laughs> I, awesome. Yeah. Um, so you're a first-generation college student. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the impact that that's had on um, your college experience and how um, you, you know, go about, you know, talking to other students about it? Right. Um, being a first-generation college student goes hand-in-hand -hand with, like, me being a first generation American, mm -hmm. my parents are from Mexico. So I like to like, you know, tie those two things together because they're kind of the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. I think it affected my life getting into college. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how it is for you, but like my parents didn't go to college and mm -hmm. they didn't go to college here specifically. Okay. So like they don't, they don't know how any of this works. I didn't know, you know, I always wanted to go to college, but like senior year came around high school and I was like, how do I apply? Like, yeah. how do you do that? What is Common App? <laughs> yeah. What is FAFSA? I didn't know any of those things. And then, like, if it wasn't for my trio counselor in high school, mm -hmm. then I probably wouldn't have been able to apply as good as I did. Just because, okay. like, I didn't, it would have taken me longer to understand Everything. the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some people have their parents who can help them. You know, I think I still have a lot of friends who are like, yeah, my mom helps me fill out the FAFSA. I was like, dang, yeah. that'd be nice. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you mentioned that because it kind of uh, reinforces some of the conversation that we've had in past episodes with other first-gen students and the concerns they had, you know, when applying, like, how do I do this? Right. You know, the Common App thing, it's, it's pretty um, helpful to college students, you know, doing that one application and sending it off, but you don't really know how to work that right. if you don't have other people that, you know, went to school themselves. So that's really um, good that you mentioned that. So now let's get into like some of your research experience and um, the stuff that you're interested in as a student. Uh, we know that you're um, researching artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so could you tell me a little bit about some of the research that you've done with it? And just like an overall, um, uh, let's call it an advertisement. Why, why should someone be interested right. in artificial intelligence? Right. I think all the advertising I need is like, You've seen ChatGPT is going mm -hmm. crazy. Like it's it's kind of taking over. Yeah. But um, for the research that I do is, it's not like that at all. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Engage AI. That's the okay. uh, place they operate out of many colleges, but they have a specific place in in NC State. Okay. And what my specific job was is to help uh, research scientists with a certain project that they're doing and their job is to bring AI to an educational point. Okay. So what they do is they make video games for kids to work nice. at in, in the class setting. Okay. And then they want to take 
uh, information about videos that they record while playing the game to see if a student, you know, certain acts that a student does, like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're like a little confused, so they like most students go like this. So a system that could maybe detect that and wow. then tell the, the teacher, this student's having trouble, you can go like, wow, okay. help them. It's like an assistant, like an AI assistant. That's I guess. awesome yeah. for students. Yeah. That's really cool. And so you did Mission Chat GBT. I know your research doesn't cover that, but I'm really interested in it, right? And I don't know a lot about it, because um, could you explain what you know about it to me and to the people listening, you know, just Chat GBT and why it would be beneficial? Right, so it's this kind of know-all program that can mm -hmm. read in any input that you say, interpret it like any human would, and then tell you and give you information that maybe a human wouldn't be able to. Okay. Based on just like processing like billions of data and like kind of finding the right thing for you and spitting it out. Okay. That's kind of what it does. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. <laughs> um, so where would you say your initial interest in just AI in general? Where do you say it's, uh, it came from? Is there a certain experience that you had growing up that drew you to technology and computer science or is it just something that happened? you know, over time just by, you know, watching, you know, technology develop. Right. Well, for computer science, I, I would say that my interest began in middle school. Mm -hmm. I was just, I don't know, I was like kind of a try-hard kid, but now I got a little bored. So then I started mm -hmm. just like looking up programming classes <laughs> online. I, there's this Khan Academy one and I took it. And ever since I took that, I was like, this is for me. Like, this is what right. I want to do. And like, and I kind of stuck with it. That's kind of just like what I want to do. For AI though, you know, I got to college. That was the end goal for so long. Mm -hmm. And you know, I finally got into computer science. That was a struggle. Then I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm in computer science, I'm in college. This was like, this was it for me. Like, this is mm -hmm. like my goal up until now. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So then I was like, what can I do? Like, what are the options here? And for a long time, I was just like, oh, let me just find a job. Let me see like, get experience, see what I can do. And then I started, I found, uh, I got the job at Research AI. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I was like, well, I had to take an AI class. Like I know nothing about AI, yeah. so how am I gonna do research on AI if I know yeah. nothing? So I took a class, a machine learning class. At NC State? At NC State. Okay. And then that is when my interest, okay. I, was, I took that class. class, I was like, this is cool. Okay, okay, so cool, so quick question. if. The computer science would have never worked out, right? Right. And let's say you had to stay within education. What would you want to do with that? With like education? Yeah. Um, I would be a teacher, I think. Okay. Uh, I think that's kind of something I'm drawn to a little bit. Okay. Um, I think I would might might work for Juntos full time, okay. which is my work study. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that sounds cool though. Um. And then do you also do research with NC State or is it just with the research company that you work with? So it's, it's I do research with NC State and mm -hmm. they operate with the company. And they operate? Yeah. Okay, so how'd you find that opportunity? Um, actually through Juntos, it was great. Oh, okay. So they do, they host this academy for students and I got in contact with them because I work with them and I was like, right. you know, I have nothing to do for summer. Let me like, let me try to code something for you guys. Let me like, you know, maybe I was like, you know, workshopping an app to see if I could make it for them. Or like, you know, we were just in a conversation. They were like, we want you to talk to this person called Jonathan Rowe. Mm -hmm. And he was the director of, he was like helping 
them with their computer science class in their academy. And I mm-hmm. talked to him for a little bit. He was helpful. And I was like, I Googled him. And I was like, oh, he does some like research. Okay. And then, you know, uh, fall semester came around and I was like, I kind of want to do research. And then I, I just messaged him. And he was like, yeah, I can like get you an interview. And I got okay. an interview and I got the job. Okay, cool. And so in your time, you know, you mentioned the class that you took for, you know, learning about AI, and then now you've done your research with the company, you know, within AI. What do you think is, are some of the coolest things that you've learned about it that you didn't know coming in? About AI? Yes. I, it's like kind of fogs and mirrors, you know, AI mm-hmm. is just like this kind of black box that you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. I took this machine learning course and it's just statistics. It's like really <laughs> advanced statistics. And like, it kind of makes sense. It's like, I just never thought about it. And like, it was a little like, it kind of took me away from what I thought AI was, but then it brought me to this idea where it's like, well, you know, this seems kind of more manageable for me and I, I can definitely do this. I, it, it's very complicated. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just statistics. It seems complicated. It's, yeah. But it's like, I know I felt, I felt more connected, I guess, or like more able to do the work since I could understand a little bit behind the scenes. Okay. And so in your own estimation, once again, based off of all the research you've done, would you say there's a need for it, for AI? For AI, mm, I don't know if there's a need for AI. I think, I mean, there's a push for it. Yeah, I think there's, there's a, definitely a push. There's a lot of, of use for it. Now need is like a very specific thing. I'm not sure. In some cases, I think it's useful, like like the education thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a couple of education classes, and one of the biggest things is that you want to meet all the needs of every student, but a teacher can't meet the needs of 30 students. You know, mm-hmm. that's just impossible. Like, that's too much on a teacher, and then, like, they can't get to know every student like that. Right. But if you have an AI that tells you when a student needs help, that's very useful. Like, okay. Uh, so there is... There's a very useful way to improve society with AI. Yeah. It's a very like dangerous line down. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And that I think that answer can apply to a lot of the things and the tools that we see across the world. Like they're beneficial, but we're fine without it right. for now. But mm-hmm. they can still, you know, find good use within it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, would you say um, there are any benefits of AI specifically that you found? Um, there's a lot of data. Okay. that gets collected and I think it's impossible to look through all of it mm-hmm. and that is the benefit is that a computer can do that okay and then can like tell you things about it nice nice uh, I would say that the thing that isn't good about AI and about all these things is that we live in a very biased world you know like data is very biased like you know you can have a data set that tells you that there's more crime happening in a Hispanic neighborhood mm-hmm but that's biased because like probably there's other factors, other variables that affect, you know, why there's more crime in there. It's probably because, you know, Hispanic people are more oppressed. They probably don't have, you know, good enough jobs. Maybe that's something they did, right. need to do. It's like this thing, but an AI doesn't know that, you know? Okay. So it's like, if you feed an AI biased oh. uh, data, it's going to spew out biased results and it can be really like dangerous if we're not careful about yeah. what it takes in. So we have to be really cautious with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the benefits and attractions from, okay, cool. 
Can you tell us a little bit about um, your plans, your upcoming plans for this summer? What are some of the internships that you'll have? Right. I, uh, I got an internship, mm-hmm. finally. It's been, hey, <laughs> it took a little bit, but I got one. That's okay. Um, it's at T. Rowe Price. They're like some financial firm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited just because I've never had an internship. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of work I'll be doing. It's kind of just software engineering. Kind of, okay. They just kind of put it in a big bucket. They're like, you're going to do software engineering. I don't know if it's, it's confidential or anything, or I think, I think what it truly is is that this happens with a lot of software engineering uh, jobs or internships. They kind of just don't know. Yeah. You know, you can be on any project at any moment. Okay. So it's like, they don't know what you will do, so they'll just kind of put you in a in a very like vague label. Okay. So what do you think excites you the most about it? I. I would lie if I didn't say, that the paycheck. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I am. I am broke. <laughs> I okay. Am, I have no yeah. money. Welcome to college. Man. And and I am excited to be able to buy Starbucks when I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you know something like that. Yeah. I, so there's definitely some money in your field. Oh, for sure. Okay. But you know I'm also excited about just kind of working a job. You know I've always, like I said earlier, I've uh, I'm a little lost. Mm-hmm. You know I don't know what I want to do with my mm. major, but. You know, getting a job will definitely guide my direction. You know, okay. like if I hate this, then like I'm not doing that. But if I like it, you know, maybe move somewhere in this direction. Yeah. So this can definitely be a way of steering you in a direction, like you said, based off of what you want to do within, you know, your computer science degree. Because right. there is a lot, right? And so I, I think that's pretty exciting too. Um, can you talk about the Society for Hispanic Professional Engineers? I know um, you've done work with them, and you've gone to a conference with with mm-hmm. that organization. So can you talk about kind of the mission and behind the Society for um, Hispanic Professional Engineers? Right. Uh, their, their name is SHIP, like abbreviated. Mm-hmm. So they do a lot of work with Hispanic students, especially in engineering, but it's never limited to engineering or Hispanic students. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's where the main like audience is, their target, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they, they just kind of help me build a community like mm-hmm. that was like within engineering within engineering and within NC State within NC okay because before I went to one of their like meetings or anything like sometimes I look around the classroom and be like dang I'm the only Hispanic in this yeah. room yeah that's real <laughs> I'm like that's crazy like I yeah I, that never happened to me and or I never really thought about it until I got to college and then like w- once you go to this conference when you see all these people doing the same thing you're doing it kind of just kind of motivates you, you know, yeah. kind of kind of alleviates this pressure to be the best because you're representing, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of community. You're not alone. You're not alone. You belong here too. Right. Yeah. Good. And uh, yeah, SHIP is actually how I got my internship. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so you kind of mentioned it just in you noticing like maybe at NC State, your classes, there's a lack of diversity or specifically a lack of Hispanics, mm-hmm. you know, in the class. But you go to this, you know, this conference and you see, you know, Hispanics all around and it makes you feel more comfortable. So um, why would you say it's significant to have an organization like this that, you know, exposes, you know, people that look like you to mm-hmm. this field? I think it's so that you can see someone and know that you can do that. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of pressure in being the first. Yeah, I think being the first, it's a great thing, but not everyone can do that. You know, that's that's a lot to hold and a lot to face. Mm-hmm. 
But if you can see a community of people that have done it before you, you have this extra resource that other people already have. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can get a mentor that can kind of help you understand what it means to be Hispanic mm -hmm. in this in this kind of space, then it doesn't seem so hard anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems more manageable and it's important to to have this kind of comp this kind of uh, club internship, this kind of place for Hispanic people or really anyone, you mm -hmm. know, so that someone can look at that and think engineering is an option. Mm -hmm. You know, like every Hispanic student should be able to say, I can go into engineering. It doesn't mean that they have to, right? Right, but they can have that option. It's and, there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so specifically, you know, you might have already, you know, given some of this answer, but why do you think it's important to bridge that gap between, you know, Hispanics and, you know, STEM? Right. Yeah. I think it's because, I mean, the same thing. It's just you want to see yourself yeah. do that. You want to see, you know, a student wants to go up there and see themselves work a job, and they can't do that unless someone like them is working that job. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's just about having more perspectives and places. Okay. You know, I think... If you have a low Hispanic uh, engineer percentage, maybe there's certain job, there's certain like kind of aspects of Hispanic culture that you get missed with engineering. Like, let's say you have engineers who like work for some sort of Hispanic company or something. If you mm -hmm. don't have Hispanic engineers there, then maybe a part of culture gets lost mm -hmm. or culture gets misunderstood or, mm -hmm. you know, it's just not present anymore. Yeah. It gets lost. Okay. That makes well, sense. Yeah, that does make sense. That's really important to um, bring everyone together so all ideas can be distributed, right. not just some. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about Juntos. I know you mentioned it earlier, a program that you're a part of at NC State. Could you tell me about it and what the purpose of uh, that program is? Yeah, so Juntos does um, kind of what SHIP does, but for high schoolers. So okay. they provide resources to high school Hispanic students they provide workshops in Spanish for their parents. Okay. And then they also do like tutoring and like academic coaching for the students. Okay. So it's just kind of a resource for Hispanic students to, you know, continue their career, whether that be college or not. And is that just an NC State thing or is it Juntos like outside of NC it's State? It's a national program. National, okay. But it's run out of NC State. Okay, so NC State has a... Yeah. Program. Okay, got you. So what is the motto for a better education mean to you? Yeah, so the Juntos motto, I think it means that there's an equitable chance for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, that can, right now that's for Hispanic students with Juntos, but like mm -hmm. that can be for any student that face adversity mm -hmm. and finding an equitable way to get them out there and like have a future. I think mm -hmm. that's what that means to me. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you do with Juntos. Um, I've been told that you developed an app with them? I am in the process. In the process. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that process. What, what is the app that you're developing and how would it be helpful to Juntos? So I am trying to, we'll workshop that, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I did a little like um, servering with the students. Mm -hmm. There's just kind of a little bit of issue with tutoring because a lot mm -hmm. of students um, don't, you know, you know, you've been in high school. Yeah. You don't, you know, if there's like a barrier you need to cross, you're not gonna do it. You know, like yeah, okay. you gotta email someone and then yeah. you gotta respond and then like you gotta tell your advisor like, hey, it's can a lot I of adult stuff yeah. that you're not, you're not, you don't wanna do yet. 
But like, I think it can be really streamlined if there's an app where you just be like, need tutoring. And yeah. then like, that'll be very like accessible to students. Okay. And like, that's kind of part of the app. And uh, you know, we're still workshopping other aspects because I want to make sure it's an app for parents, gotcha. it's an app for yeah. coordinators. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, especially, you know, adding parents into it because you know, personally, when I was in high school, my parents, you know, they had, they played a big role in my education too, just making sure um, of the programs that I was involved in. They, they, they just helped a lot mm -hmm. in preparing me to go to the next level, which, you know, would be college. And so um, making something that's accessible, not just for the students, but for the parents, it kind of brings everyone together and it brings sort of a, a teamwork yeah. for that student's benefit. So I like that a lot. That's very much the goal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad, I used to tell my dad, I like, I got 100. He was like, you got a 10? And I was like, what does that mean? But it was like back, you know, where he's from uh -huh. in Mexico, a 10 is 100. That's like okay. how the grading system worked. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, there's like this kind of, you know, dissonance between like what a, a what they know about the college or education system and what you know about the education system. Mm -hmm. And that's Juntos bringing everybody together it's very helpful and I think it would have helped me a lot as a student. Okay. All right, cool. So um, within Juntos, what role would you say you play in encouraging high school students to come to NC State? I attend family nights. Mm -hmm. It's this, um, this, these kind of events that are set in Spanish to inform the, the teachers, mm -hmm. not the teachers, sorry, the uh, parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times they want to ask us questions, you know, and I like to think that just being there is a lot because I am a Hispanic yeah. college student and then they representation. Can, yeah, yeah. They can be like, they can literally ask me a question and I can tell them how it is as a Hispanic college student yeah. and how the, you know, what kind of struggles will be or what kind of struggle there isn't that you think there would be. Besides that, I just kind of help coordinators do things, plan events, things like that. Okay. And then um, lastly, what are some things that you feel uh, NC State can do, if any? What, do you, what are some things that you feel NC State can do to increase the sense of belonging among Latino students? I think that it wouldn't hurt to get more Latino students, mm -hmm. you know, obviously. I think that that starts with offering uh, more resources to the Latino students, mm -hmm. um, just because like, that is probably the biggest barrier for anyone's education is finance, you know, like what kind of money you got, can you mm -hmm. even attend this college? Uh, and just kind of promoting more uh, events. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to say what they can do because, I don't know, they're, it's a PWI, so it's mm -hmm. like, they're, it's, it's kind of already has this atmosphere. So to breach it is a little harder than it seems. You okay. Know? Yeah. All right, cool. So before uh, we kind of wrap things up later on. I do want to step back into AI a little bit. Right. It's fascinating. Um, what do you think of how AI is represented in media today? You know, specifically through, you know, some of the things that we read online about it, uh -huh. or even through, you know, like television. What do you, how do you think it's represented? I think there's a big fear of AI. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, a lot of people think the, you know, AI will destroy the world. It'll be like mm. self-conscious, not self-conscious, it'll gain consciousness mm -hmm. and like, you know, do something. You know, will it do that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not, you know, 
I'm barely yeah. starting my research in AI to yeah. understanding it. Okay. But what I think is that there's two things. You know, there's a lot of benefits from it. I mm -hmm. think, like I said earlier, there's a lot of things we can't do. Uh, not that we need to do it, but it's, it'd be helpful, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but with anything that is new, we have to make sure it is like done right, it's done correctly, and that the data is right, and that we have every sort of perspective on this, not just, you know, the engineers that are there. Mm -hmm. Just getting everybody's perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, specifically, let's talk a little bit about this movie. Has it already come out, Megan? Yeah, it came okay, out. Okay, it came yeah. out. So let's talk a little bit about that. And I think for me, you know, it's kind of my um, my first interaction with something like that before. Uh -huh. uh, the little girl, she has this, she's gifted a like, personal robot. And that, you know, is supposed to, you know, protect her. Right. Things like that. Can you, what do you know about the movie or the concept of it and, you know, um, what are some thoughts that you're hearing about it just based off of, you know, how real is this? Is it close to being, you know, possible to have something like that? Right. Or is it kind of just an idea that's, you know, created through a movie? I think it's a creative idea. Um, I, the possibility, I think, I don't know how possible that is just because mm -hmm. it's like you're giving a child this mm -hmm. very sophisticated piece of software. Very sophisticated. And and you're telling me you didn't like, like anything involving children is like probably heavily, mm -hmm. has to be heavily researched. Like you can't just give someone like a child a prototype or something yeah. and yeah. not like take the time to be like, will this thing not murder the children? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. But like, I think it's it seems like a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it can create a lack of trust with it though. You know, due to the, you know, possibility of, you know, what happens in the movie when, you know, Megan the robot, uh -huh. she kind of goes rogue and she she does these things that she's not really supposed to do and it becomes violent. Uh -huh. you know? So it kind of for me in my eyes it creates this a lack of trust, but I haven't watched the whole thing. So Right, that's fair. Yeah. No, no, no for sure. I think I think with a lot of things uh, things can be scary and like rightfully so honestly it's like mm -hmm. what is this thing we don't know anything about it mm -hmm. um, hopefully people aren't mm -hmm. so <laughs> carefree yeah. with like technology yeah. you yeah. know but I think you know I think if Megan you know does come into fruition I'll be ready okay you know do I'll you think the idea of AI like does it improve the image that technology has? The image that technology has? Or is it kind of like just keeping it, you know, where it is? Uh, you mean like kind of... Does it make technology better? Right now, no. Okay. <laughs> right now, it has worsened people's view of technology, I think. Okay. Just because you've seen, you've seen ChatGPT. Uh-huh. There's one thing about ChatGPT that I didn't say. It was, it will confidently tell you an answer that is wrong. Oh, you okay. know, like a lot of times it's been really wrong. So uh -huh. like, that's like an issue that's like biased data. Yeah. Things like that. Okay. And also, uh, you've seen the AI that, that generates images. Mm -hmm. That's very scary because oh. they figured out how to do hands. So now any, any picture you see on the internet can literally just be an AI. Like you can't even trust a picture wow. on the internet anymore. 
Because I see that all over TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I think it's worsened this image of technology because it, I think a lot of times the first thing that is done and the first thing that we think of is how it can be used maliciously. Yeah. And we're kind of seeing how it can be done. Okay. Well, I think the benefit of that is it's, it's taking a while to fully develop because maybe they are looking at, you know, things like that mm -hmm. and how to prevent that from happening. Right. But that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that, especially with the images that we're seeing. Now. That's a really good point. Um, all right. So what do you what do you what is your long long term career goal? If if you have it yet, have you figured that out exactly what you want to do? Yeah. So I think I my long term career goal. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be, I want to help people. I think mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. You know, I've looked into a lot of things in computer science, nonprofits, uh, things like that. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I think my, my main goal is to, like, get some money mm -hmm. and then get some experience. Mm -hmm. And then I can use both of those things to kind of do what I want to do. Okay. And, you know, I don't want to do, I don't want to work for some company for you know, 10 years just making them more money or something, you know, right. that's not, that's not the end goal. I, I want to help people. I want to, want to use computer science to help. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about, you know, your desire to, you mentioned nonprofits. Tell me a little bit about, um, uh, why you aspire to devote your time to nonprofits. What are some roles that you will allow or that will allow you to do this? I, I had this interview with, um, this person, that talked about nonprofits. I was interviewing them. It was just kind of like kind of getting to know the space mm -hmm. in computer science. I what draws me to nonprofit is that it can be a space that can be helpful to people. Mm -hmm. It can be a space that isn't uh, maliciously capitalist. You know, trying mm -hmm. to profit off of, you know people and mm -hmm. it's just like it has one goal to help people. That's not always the case, but that's kind of what the space is meant for. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to nonprofit, and this is what the person told me, it was like, you know, they, they don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of people. So as a computer scientist, you actually want to make an impact. You have to gain those, those skills through a big company and take mm -hmm. them to a smaller company. And, mm -hmm. I, and I wanted to see how much of an impact that makes, you know, like, how much of an impact will I bring if I can like, you know, scale up their, you know, their automation so that they don't have to spend so much money and time on in whatever technology they're working on and mm -hmm. they can prioritize people. Okay. All right. That's a, that's quite the plan that you have. We wish you the best going forward with it, you know, in your internship this summer Thank you. and, you know, you know, graduating and then, you know, hopefully finding that exact, you know, line that aligns with what you want to do. Um, we appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much. We really enjoyed our conversation. It's really new to me, you know, talking about stuff like this. Right. And so I'm pretty excited about it. And before we let you go, we have to ask you these questions. They're called top takes. And the design of it is for you to kind of answer as quickly as you can. Right. You know, try not to take too much time to really, you know, think about it. Right. So, um, and I think you'll be able to do it with these questions. So, what is the coolest part-time job that you've had? Mm, coolest part-time. I would say Juntos is the coolest part-time, mm -hmm. but uh, I've definitely had some crazy experiences with part-time. I used to work at McDonald's as a manager. Oh, yeah. And uh, a manager at how old? 18. 18 years yeah. old. 18. There's some drama there. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the fast food industry. I think that's um, a great first job to have, um, personally. So, okay. Spoontos um, and McDonald's. Um, if you were given a robot as a personal assistant, you know, right. um, what three things would you want it to be able to do? Um, I think I wanted to clean my room. Mm-hmm. My room's a mess, but, you know. Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, I think I would want the robot to, I don't want to say cook because I enjoy cooking. <laughs> That's what comes to mind. Um, maybe mow the grass, honestly. Okay. That's yard work. I hate That's a that. Good one. Okay. <laughs> and then I would want it to wake me up in the morning. I okay. Know. I won't cook me breakfast. Don't cook me breakfast. dinner, but okay. like breakfast, okay. like just waking up and having breakfast there. Yeah. Kind of nice. Okay. Those are three good things. You know, um, you said um, clean the room, clean the room, make you breakfast, and you know take care of the lawn work. Yeah. Yard work for you. That's a good one. I definitely have that second one for sure because I don't do a lot of yard work. Um, so I'm aware that you speak in Spanish with a lot of high schoolers in their families. And so, really quickly, could you give us as, um, imagine that we're potential students, okay? Right. And uh, give us advice for what to expect when, you know, coming into NC State. What, what should a student expect? And then, translate it to English. Okay. Yeah. Hola, soy Jose. Yo estudio informática. Y yo estudio informática porque es mi pasión y es lo que quiero hacer. Entonces, mi, lo que yo quiero decir es que tú Puedes hacer lo que tú quieras y sigue tu pasión. Es lo que tú necesitas hacer y siempre hay dinero en lo que tú quieres hacer. Entonces, si lo que tú quieres nomás es dinero, encuentra tu pasión y vas a encontrar dinero ahí. So, I, I said that. Hi, Jose. Mm -hmm. And uh, I study computer science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I study computer science because I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. and, you should be passionate about what you study. And if all you're looking for is money, find something you're passionate about, mm -hmm. you'll find money through mm -hmm. that passion. So That's good. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Um, and then lastly, where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years. Mm, I'll be 31. It's kind of mm -hmm. crazy to yeah. say that out loud. 31? Yeah. 10. 10 is a big number when you think about it in terms of like 10 years down the road, but you'll look up and you're right there. Right. I hopefully have a house. Uh, <laughs> that's such a bad answer. Hey, um, hey. I, I probably want to be working on a nonprofit for them. Okay. Um, maybe you know, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do. I have a lot of dreams, goals. One of my secret goals is to write a movie. So oh, wow. you know, like maybe get started on that. Yeah. What kind of movie do you want to write? No clue. No clue. But okay. I think uh, something that portrays the Spanish people. Okay. I think that's a good thing. I really like Knives Out. I, I really like that kind of style of like murder mystery. Maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Jose Garcia Gonzalez, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. I had a blast and I know you all enjoyed listening. So we appreciate your support. Um, stay tuned for the next one and we'll see you next time. Peace. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. 
These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our mission is helping our students to reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about student support services at NC State.